Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why you really can't know, can't like, and can't trust a narcissistic hijackle. And that may seem like a big statement that is too definitive, but it actually is true. They won't let you know them. After a while, you certainly don't like them, and you can't trust them, and you learn that with very difficult lessons. So I want to take us through that. This is an old phrase from 2014 that in the marketing and sales world and the referral world, they talk about for someone to buy from you or to use your services, they need to know, like, and trust you. And I just think it applies so well to what happens when you're in a relationship with a hijackle that I wanted to share that with you. So stay tuned. Yes, we will figure a few things out. And one of those things is this trio of things that we are supposed to know will cause people to be attracted to us, to want to do business with us. And life is a business of a sort too. So as I was putting those ideas together, I thought, how can we recognize the difficulty with the no like, and trust factor, the KLT factor, as they call it, in a relationship with a hijackle, whether that hijackle is a parent, a sibling, a partner, an ex, an adult child, whomever it is. And hijackle is my trademarked word for people who hijack relationships for their own needs and purposes and then relentlessly scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. And so all hijackles are narcissistic by definition because they are only interested in what they can get. And they'll give a little, especially in the beginning of a relationship, they will give to get. But you notice, as I've said several times before in other episodes, that the love bombing at the beginning, the giving to get, is short-lived because they can't stand living like that. So it begins to crack. Yes, it may take a while to crack, but it begins to crack. And you start thinking, is this really that wonderful person that I thought was my soulmate? if that was a partner relationship, or is this the mother or father I'm supposed to be delighted uh, to celebrate on Mother's and Father's Days? What, What really is going on? What is my relationship? Do I actually know, like, and trust these folks? And if you're with a hijackal, it may take a while to get to the answer being no. A client asked me today, Why did it take me so long to see it? And I said, please, let me answer that. And then don't ever ask yourself that question again. 
Because in order to see it, you have to be able to give up or be willing to give up the idea that you could change it. There was something that you could do, that you could give enough love or stability or be patient enough or whatever, that this person would finally say, oh, I can relax and I can be in a healthy relationship with you. That takes a while. It can take years. If you're fortunate, it won't take you too many years, but it could take a long, long time because it's difficult to believe. You want to believe the first impression. You want to believe the relationship at the beginning, whether that's the relationship of child and parent or to people who become partners, the relationship with your siblings. It's supposed to be healthy. And we think that because it's supposed to be, there is a way that we can make it healthy. But it there isn't a way to make a relationship healthy when you're with someone who refuses to acknowledge that they ever make a mistake and they immediately blame shift it onto you and they hold you at fault for everything that happens in their world. So we're not going to get any acknowledgement in that situation. So I got you thinking about this marketing term, no like and trust, and then people would do business with you. And I thought, yeah, that's what hijackles do. The love bombing part is getting you to know, like, and trust them. You know, come in, buy my product. It will change your life. It will be something you will want for the rest of your life. You know, like a lot of advertising, it's the same thing that goes on. So it's important for us to see that. And the know, like, and trust factor, it comes from a book. It was called Endless Referrals by Bob Berg. And he put it out there, you know, how you get people to do business with you. Um, But the know, like, and trust factor is you want to be known for high-quality products and services. You want to be liked, so be approachable. And you want to be trustworthy. And you want people to be trustworthy. Well, you start thinking about hijackles. The quality of their service and their product, pretty darn low. The Their approachability, pretty darn low. And their trustworthiness, again, pretty darn low. So it's really not a stretch to say that once we get in touch with the reality of being with a hijackal, we really can't know, like, and trust them. It's not what we want. There's a part of us that wants to get pulled back to, oh, it was wonderful, or or it should be wonderful. And, you know, I'm on a mission in the world to eliminate the word should. So it could be wonderful. We may have thinking it's an option. But it isn't an option unless the other person changes. That's not going to happen. So in this book that um, was written um, by um, Mark Schaefer, I I looked a little further. He was writing about social media explained. And he's a Rutgers professor. So he was talking about the business world. And, you know, my curiosity is how does this apply to hijackals? And I got to thinking about it. And there's a chapter in there called Humans Do Business 
with other humans. And the business of life was not discussed in there, but that's where my mind went. And so there were four parts to what uh, was said. And one of them is that in order for um, marketing to be successful, that it marketing is highly personal and interactive. Well, when you meet a hijackal or when somebody outside of your family meets the hijackal, they try to be highly personal and interactive, don't they? You know, oh, you know, so good. That's why I say so frequently, hijackals paint a public picture of perfection and at home they provide a private place of pain because they can be highly personal and interactive but they don't want to waste any of that on you, right? Big difference. So if that's the number one aspect of marketing that leads to no like and trust, we got a problem. The hijackal cannot deliver with us in a tight relationship on that factor of being highly personal and interactive. In fact, they'd rather use us than communicate with us. And that's, pretty much the end of the story. Now I know there may be a part of you that just believes that there, there's good in there somewhere. And of course there is, there's good in everybody somewhere, but it sometimes it's not real. Sometimes it's manipulative and sometimes it's too little. <laughs> and in the case of many hijackals, they can turn on the good, but it doesn't account for or make up for the not so good. It truly doesn't. So that number one factor was they're highly personable and interactive only in the beginning. But they put on a good show for others, don't they? You know, I always used to say before I understood any of this, I was a teenager and I would say my parents are so different when they're at community functions. They're not like that at home at all. And lo and behold, of course, I had hijackal parents, and that turned out to be the case for people generally who know hijackals. They're just different outside the home because they're putting on a show. They're putting on a performance. They want to win, and so they do what they know they need to do out there. At home, when they want to win, they just are demanding and commanding and repressing and depressing, and nothing good really happens. So let's keep that that uh, going. And the second thing in the Schaefer book was that there is an intermediary. In marketing, there needs to be immediacy. That's what I meant to say, not intermediary, immediacy. And that's feedback. So we get feedback from a hijackal, which is, don't bother me. Oh, go away. I never made a mistake. You are mistaken. I did not forget. You just never said it. We get everything from passive aggression all the way through to complete denial. And so there is no immediacy. Because the feedback is, you're wrong, and the hijackal is always right. So that's not going to up the no like and trust factor at all. And the third part is, success depends on word of mouth recommendation. So in marketing, 
that's the case, word of mouth recommendation. So do you tell the truth about your hijackal or do you shine them up? Are you willing to say that it was very, very difficult? You know, one of the things I had difficulty with, my parents passed um, a long time ago, but I used to have real difficulty um, in my 40s, um, early 40s, buying cards for Mother and Father's Day because they all said things I didn't want to say to them. Because this whole idea of word of mouth (laughs) advertising, I didn't want anybody to think that I didn't see the bad behavior of my parents and the abuse that they rained down on me. And it was difficult. Have you ever had that difficulty where you really can't buy a card for somebody because all the cards just don't fit? They're not what you want to say. I was looking for a Mother's Day card, for instance, that says, I hope you have a wonderful year. That's all I wanted it to say. I didn't want it to say anything about mothers or mothering or uh, gratitude or anything. Just I hope you have a wonderful year. Because their marketing, her marketing, was the fact that she was a postal clerk and people came to her window all the time. She had this relationship with them. I'd watch her. She would say all these things and she'd have this phony, phony smile. And then she'd turn around and say something awful about the person as soon as they had moved on. So success depends in marketing, as it does with the hijackle, on word of mouth recommendation. And if you will speak up, not bad mouth the person, just say that's not my experience of them. Then you can be honest. You can begin to be honest with yourself about the hijackal. And the fourth part of that is from that book is that they have a primal need to connect. Now, we all have a primal need to connect, a very deep desire to connect with another person or with other people. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's clearly there. It's called belonging. But when you have a hijackal turn of mind, You not only have a need to belong or a desire to belong, but you have a need and desire to control where you belong. And that can look fine and shiny and glossy, which they do in public. And then it can look very grimy and rough at what they do at home. And so this primal need to connect is met in very different ways when you're with a hijackal. They want you because they need to have someone to have power over for them to feel like they've got it together. And an expenditure of anything that looks like love to them is almost a weakness. But if I really have to do it to get what I want, I will. And maybe a few light bulbs just went up as you heard that because we can all have instances of life with a hijackle when they behaved perfectly. It was what we had been longing for for so long. We were hooked on the hope that that's who they really were. And then they behave that way. And we want to pay all our attention to they did that. 
Yeah, I remember working with a client once, and it was when I had a large office, and she came in and she had a big mark on her face. And as we chatted, she told me that her partner had hit her. And and she quickly said, but I know he loves me. So I walked her over to the big mirror and I said, is this mark on your face a love tap then? And she said, well, no, he was really angry, but I know he loves me. I said, how do you know he loves you? She said, three weeks ago, he brought me flowers and told me he did. Really? So did he hit you last three weeks ago? She said, yes. I said, that's not a love tap. That's your reminder that you're with an abuser. And you really need to see that. So when when you come to grips with it yourself, when you can actually say, it had nothing to do with me. You know, I, I it's not that I'm absolving you of all interaction with them, but, you know, you that person is the way they are. They were that way before you came along. So you didn't make them like that, and you can't change them. How many times have I said on Save Your Sanity, um, you didn't break them, you can't fix them. And if you find yourself in a relationship with one of these people and you want to talk about it with me, I have a one-time new client offer, $97 for a full hour, and you can find me at beaclient.com. If you want to validate some of your thoughts about the relationship you're thinking of right now, beaclient.com. And I also have a group for you. If you'd like to join the Emerging Empowered community, come to joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. And your membership there gives you three group opportunities a month to ask me your questions. So again, an opportunity to fill in the blanks between what you're seeing, what you're feeling, and what your next steps are. So you can see why it's very, very difficult to be able to say that you know, like, and trust a hijackle. Because in relationships, hijackles make it impossible to know them in the sense of, I know who you are. I know I can rely on it. I know that you're a good person because they're always changing. They're changing in order to win in any situation. So you don't really know them. And then because their behavior changes, and much of it is kind of unpleasant, you don't really like them. You know, we can say things, I love you, but I don't like you. That's important to recognize. I may have love for you. I want the best for you. I appreciate something about you or I think I love you. But if I don't like you, I'm not going to spend much time with you, hopefully. (laughs) And maybe that's something to think about right now. Because when we think we know them, it's what we thought we knew at the beginning in the love bombing stage that gets stuck in our head to say, oh, no, that's the real person. And then you begin to see the behaviors over time. And you think, you know, because you, what you're afraid they are is showing up. And that stage may take a while. And then again, knowing them, when you really realize that you see them for who they are and you are aware of that, then you realize you never really knew them. 
And as far as liking them, well, their behaviors are so extreme. Their anger, their rage, their manipulation, their lying, their covertness, their posturing, their blaming, their shaming, all the things they do. No, you can't like that. And also, it's very difficult to like someone who will never actually give you any validation because they think that giving you validation depletes them in some way. And they're not going to do that. They're simply not going to do that. And, of course, you can't trust them. You know you can't trust them. It's over and over you have offered that trust, I'm sure, and then it's like Charlie Brown and Lucy in the football. You know, one more time she offers to hold this, the football so Charlie Brown can kick it. And every single time she moves the ball. And yet they're hooked on hope, Charlie Brown is, that this time's going to be different. And that often happens when you're in relationship with a hijackal. So don't beat yourself up if it's taken a long time. That would be a misuse of your energy. Look to where you're going. You know, there's a reason that the car has a small rear view mirror and a really big windshield. And I've spoken of that before. That's to check to see where have I been. This is where am I and where am I going? And you want to be looking at the windshield, not living life looking at the rear view mirror all the time. So as soon as you realize that this person I have in mind is not a person I know, like, or trust. Therefore, I don't want to do business with them. Your perspective changes, and you begin to give yourself credit for knowing that this is not good for me. This is not healthy for me. But there is one thing that you can trust about a hijackal, and that is their predictability. And that may sound strange after what I said, but I wrote a list of things that they they are predictably. They are predictably unpredictable. They're predictably perverse. They're predictably self-serving. They're predictably low empathy. They're predictably manipulative. Predictably unchanging at their core because they have no desire to change, because their protection is that they're perfect just the way they are. So the one big thing because of that predictability that you can trust is a hijackal is in it to win it for themselves. Not for you, not for your family, not for the best of anyone else. They are in it to win it for themselves. I know it's sad. But, you know, when you catch up with that truth and you sit with it and you work through it, you will make progress in ways that will affirm you that you can take up space and draw breath on this earth and be free from somebody who always wants to tear you down, wear you down, and put you down. And that's very important to notice. So 
if you need a little support in that area, as I said, you can talk to me. Go to beaclient.com, and we can have that new client one-hour opportunity, beaclient.com. If you want to join in the Emerging Empowered community, which I hope you do, it's a great way to get all kinds of resources and videos and things to learn about workbooks, all kinds of things as part of your membership, go to joinintoday.com. But come back to that idea that a hijackal is in it to win it for themselves, not for you, no matter what they say, no clearly they're in it to win it for themselves. Be clear about that. May take a while to get clear about that. May take a while to really believe that because you don't want to. And it's hard to get your head around the fact that other people do not think the same way you do in terms of the give and take, compromise, collaborate, um, kindness, compassion, respect, honesty. They don't share those things with you. And a hijackal doesn't. And once you get your head around that, that you didn't break them, you can't fix them. And you observe them, you stand back and you say, yes, those are the patterns, traits, and cycles. And I don't know, like, or trust them. Then I can then make a wise decision for myself. Then you're on a great path. So I hope this has been helpful to you. If you're finding the show helpful, I really appreciate when people go over to patreon.com slash save your sanity and support the show either monthly or with a one-time donation. Patreon.com slash save your sanity. I hope we interact soon. Come and join me. Come and talk with me or come and listen to another episode. And until we meet again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting emergingempowered.com. Talk soon.